0: Everybody and Welcome to the second episode of F of the press and today we have a special special guest guys all the way from Denmark His name is Peter Holm. Am I pronouncing that correct Peter?
1: Very impressive. Very impressive. Thanks. Thanks for having me <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks, and uh, in the bottom corner we have our regulars Wonga Denga the Denganator, aka the Dengasaurus And then we've got Nick Stathard the king of the north a Newcastle fan and it is actually the first time ever that we have another Newcastle fan on the show. Yes. That is double come the fun, on. double the misery. Am I right, Peter?
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. How is that possible, man? Uh, how come <laughs> awesome none of us given up by now? It's incredible.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, always it's always tough. It's Listen, we I find another Newcastle fan. Very few and far between. Uh, but yeah, you're very welcome, Peter. You can stay. You can stay a bit longer. <laughs> thanks, thanks. Right.
1: Uh, as, as, yeah, as we just briefly talked about, it's one of those things you don't want to give on to your kids. It's uh, you know better, or just you know actually have them do a better selection of you know clubs to follow, so they won't have as many Sunday miseries as we've had.
0: <laughs> 100% yeah. um, gents. Before we, we kick anything off, <laughs> we, we need to do a little bit of an introduction for those South African viewers who aren't too familiar with Tonsa I'm gonna do my best shot at doing the introduction and Tansa, at this moment in time, I mentioned on Tuesday, it's quite a grand statement. It's democratizing football. And I say that because it is helping with the transparency of football. And as former aspiring footballers um, in the shape of Nick, myself, and Wonga, we know one of the hardest things being in touch with other football clubs is just even getting in touch with football clubs. And if you don't know an agent and you don't know anything or anyone, it's very difficult for you. So that's one thing Tons are doing really right. And they're using an app as the vehicle and the app documents the data, captures the player's footage, real-time stats, creates a bit of a leaderboard. And that way they scout themselves and they recruit the best players and then put them out there and put them in touch with clubs that can provide them the opportunity. Peter, is that, is that a decent summary?
1: Wow, you know what are we gonna do for the rest of this call now? You like you just gave it everything now. <laughs> Impressive. <laughs> no, yeah, thanks and thanks a lot for, for of course, um, you know, sharing my passion for for what we do.
3: Oh,
0: cool. So I think yeah, I did a good asking... job, there, Nick. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Isonger.
3: Now I want to ask you, Peter. Um, the name, so why why Tonsa? I googled it. Um, and if there's a meaning to it and i and I just get i mean your app, obviously, even if I say definition what, what so how near from you why why that? yeah,
1: what a fantastic question um because it it is a kind of strange, right because it doesn't really mean anything uh it's it's actually um <laughs> as an urban expression here in denmark uh, of of a footballer that's not necessarily the most gifted, most talented but always plays with heart, always gives 100% for the oh. team, uh, always um, always fights, always believes, and that is what we really believe uh, is uh, Tansa That is that tonsor is for everybody. It's what you just said before, Claudius, um, you, you know, it's equality, it's inclusion, it's not only um, uh, giving recognition to the best player on the pitch, and uh, this sort of bias that spins towards what is the best player on the pitch, uh, that's what we believe today is and it's and that is what is in the name that it's for football is for everybody and everybody should have a equal chance to unlock the potential
0: yeah no, for me like i said for, as, as former footballers having that sort of opportunity where you can just upload something and you guys can gather data and provide that opportunity is something significant for and it's something it's game changing for me it's a disrupting move so one of the things yeah. i want to ask you as well is how did you come about the idea and where, where did, like, what made you decide you're going to kick on with this?
1: Yeah, thank you. Um, so let me take you back. Of course, it's, uh, we're back in 2014. Uh, Simon, my co-founder and myself were students at IT University at, at the time um, in Copenhagen. Um, and we were studying the master where we were um, a master that was built to actually uh, create uh, tech companies. So it's a com- combination of people coming from very different backgrounds, all put in the same room to say, mm-hmm. now you have two years to take a master degree and hopefully create some companies, some some startups together. And I really loved that, we really enjoyed it, but we, you know, whenever we were working on projects, we always found ourselves going back to the same thing, which was playing FIFA, talking about football. It was uh, working on these mm-hmm. small football projects. <laughs> So, it's just in our blood and was in our DNA that we needed to combine what we were taught in school in terms of this, uh, the whole tech approach um, uh, to, to adapt that to football. And then it became really apparent that there was something uh, strange that you had 55,000 professional football players uh, in the world. What we follow on TV, the players that we know, um, that we support. And uh, that is in the spotlight. That ha- getting a lot of awareness. They have access to great tools. There's a transfer system. You can definitely challenge some parts of the professional environment, but it's really saturated. Um, uh, uh, but below that tip of the iceberg, you have a 100 million youth football players worldwide who have uh, who are part of an unmapped ecosystem that is disconnected, that don't have a lot of empowerment, and that is really. Um, you know, a group of hundred million people that is hard to compare with any other segment in the world that are as passionate about anything as youth football yeah. players are. It's really difficult to compare to anything. And we were just uh, puzzled. How come there was no product, no community, no real uh, platform that were connecting all these players with opportunities? Because we knew that as we also, of course, gained more and more understanding that it was... Um, Uh, there was just this big demand of course for aspirational players to progress but actually how the system is structured is leaving so many talents and high potential players to fall through the cracks and who actually motivates them who actually stimulates them who actually helps them who actually empowers them Mm -hmm. we all say we want to do it but what actually helps them and that's what we want to create an infrastructure that helps all these players no matter if you fallen out of the uh, um, outside of the if you've been a part of an academy and you got released or rejected or you never had the access to actually be on that professional path that's really what we're trying to do and empower all the, uh, these aspirational players
0: yeah i mean that's like for for us i think it's a no-brainer from our side coming from africa knowing what limited opportunities are and from a structural perspective you know, we don't have the best structure. So as soon as you start competing with those sort of factors, we know that if you can take something like this and throw it into that environment, it'll really, really be a stepping stone for a lot of people. And there's something I forgot to mention, Peter, is we've got Wonga Denga and Nick. They're both coaches in their own right. Currently, Nick is a head coach of the University of Pretoria for the student side and Wonga is a development coach. So from their perspective, Nick, you wanted to ask him a question with regards to your players.
2: Yeah, like, Uh, how how, if you could maybe explain and and summarize how the app actually works so obviously i know we we um aren't you know at the moment we don't have access to it for our players but but how would it actually work what sort of um infrastructure or or uh, contribution do you need from the players um i know obviously there's a there's a way of uh, correlating all the, the players stats um Obviously, creating a profile, but obviously there there must be something more behind it uh, with regards to 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 setting up a profile. Um, so, so if you could better explain how it happens with your current uh, clientele and current users on your platform.
1: Yes, please. Uh, it's a very important point um, to really like uh, understand how the journey looks for a player. Um, so, let me take you through that. Mm. Um, The first and important thing, um, let me give you the example uh, of Denmark, where where I am right now. Um, Here in Denmark, we have an integration with the Danish Football Federation. So that means that when you download the app uh, here in Denmark, the first thing you get asked to do is uh, select the club that you play for. And it's only those clubs that is registered under the National Federation here in Denmark that you can find. And then when you choose your club, let's just say FC Copenhagen, FC Copenhagen, then the app shows you those teams that are in the youth, uh, age groups that is registered, not fake teams or anything that I can create. It's only those teams that are actually registered within the club. Then I choose under 15, uh, second team. And if I do that, then the app loads your football life. The schedule from the, okay. this season that you're part of, the league table, the upcoming matches, the results that have of the matches that have been played, those that you're about to play, the leaderboards, uh, let's say you arrive in the middle of the season, the lead, leaderboards as they are right now with the top goal scorers, the assist makers and so on. Um, so <clears throat> let's say it's a Friday, then the day before a match on, sen- on Saturday, then you receive a pre-match report where you can start to explore the opponent uh, header tomorrow uh, and, yeah. and try to, to maybe explore who should you be aware of, who are the top performers of the team. Let's say I'm a right back who's their left winger that I should probably just uh, watch a bit of a few videos of and like see who, what is his or her you know, skill set and how tall and, and so on. Uh, and then on the day of the match, when the match has been played, you receive a push notification saying, Congratulations, you just won 3 2. Uh, now you can start to input together with your teammates and your coach what happened in the match. So those, then you have those three goals to distribute. Uh, who scored the goals who made the assist you can also vote for each other after the match meaning that i can distribute three votes to the player i believe has been the best two votes for the second and one vote to the third best then i can also endorse for different skill set and give feedback to each other also the coach can give individual feedback on those specific things that the players were displayed really well and the thing that player needs to improve on and consider uh reflect on uh, before the next practice or match And then after all this input, also video, upload video, I forgot to say that. So let's say a parent has been on the sideline recording and so on, then you actually be able to watch them when you enter. And now we also integrating with more uh, automated video recording. So you get more video of your highlights and the full game. So then you get a rating. Uh, That rating becomes similar to what you are used to seeing in FIFA Football Manager. The players are used to seeing people and players get a rating. That rating becomes your reference point for going on team of the week. So it's those in your league that with the highest rating will be on the selected spot. So, of course, you won't be selected for a midfielder if you're right back, but on on the right back. And then you can start to, you know, then we sort of expand that whole, let's call it reward award system in terms of trying to build as many as possible so everybody can get their own. So it's exciting to see I'm the fifth best left back in my league. while it's probably backs and maybe goalkeepers that's not getting a lot of recognition historically because you don't score goals and we know that over time that influences your interest in playing the game because it's 90 minutes it's you know it's terrible weather you know how long does a 14 year old believe that continues to be fun when you start continue to lose or you're not necessarily that successful so how can we create more motivation and and recognition for you so it's it's that's a little bit about the journey and then there's more elements to it in terms of exploring and so on the inside the app of the community side. But all that data that you compile uh, about yourself creates your vertical identity as a player. And that player is sort of your digital passport. And then whenever a club uh, would like potentially to host a trial, uh, similarly to maybe creating an event on Facebook, uh, you Mm -hmm. can, a, a coach can simply just create a trial and then saying we're looking for you know midfielders or in this age group uh, from this region and then those with those credentials can then see and apply so we're trying to create this uh data set that allows both sides to connect over something really relevant and just open open the and create transparency i hope that uh, that answers better
2: with regards to so i mean just thinking from an African point of view and and obviously Wonga and myself as well as Claudio have been involved in you know, I I, I heard you say uh, players upload their stats. Um, there's obviously a, a contribution from the coach. What stops? Um, where, where do you get the degree of honesty? Um, yeah. I know yeah. Scandinavia is a very honest um, group of countries. <laughs> Different um, players. I'll, I'll tell you a story <laughs> Peter. Yeah. I went to uh, the Gothia Cup um, I, I still take teams now, um, but I, I went as a player and we played against a Zambian team. And, and I can be very honest with you, we were 16 and they were more than likely 22, 23. And, and we had explained to them that, you know, in Africa, people cheat and, and, and they couldn't believe it. The Scandinavians, the Swedish um, organizers could not believe that anyone would actually cheat in a youth uh, sort of football tournament. So I, how do you stop that um, from from... Uh, you know potentially happening Um, I know video footage is obviously then very key Um, I don't know how frequently it is uploaded onto your platform Um, but I think that um, I like that element obviously because if I'm a scout Mm. and I want to find a player and I actually want to look at the potential left back that that is highest rated in a league um, I would like to see him actually play on the platform yeah,
0: and that's a huge part for current scouting at the moment is footage. Footage and maybe a little bit of yeah. stats. Obviously, now you're adding the stats side. But sorry, answer the question there, uh, Pete. we we getting carried away here. We're answering our own questions. <laughs> let's, no, let's I love it.
1: that. Do you know, my job, please. That's cool. And then I can find some inspiration and get some advice as well. <laughs> um no, it's the, the best question and the, the the first question you should always ask yourself when hearing about tons of, so how can you trust the data is the first question and the the, the, the first, uh, let's say, uh, challenge we started to address because that was really what is missing. Like if you look at professional football, you have a ton of information. On youth football, you don't. So yeah. our challenge is not to build the app. The, pro- the challenge is not to convince people this is a great um, that the idea is great or a, that I think everybody probably uh, believes in that. The problem is that we don't have that whole information level that allows us to build a connection between players and coaches and players and and and, and um, parents and players and, and clubs and scouts and agents potentially because that ex- ecosystem, you know, is built around that you can trust the information, performance and every, everything else. So we need to build that bottom up. So yeah, how we have done it right now, that's why we've built the model as we have, like integrating with the, so we get the first part is validated, everything until, so you you cannot cheat with teams, you cannot cheat with the clubs, it's not like, that's not random, that is validated. Then what we have really focused on is where do you really find that social regulation within a team together with the coach that ensures the high validity. And that that is definitely clear that when it's just one player on a team, we cannot trust the information. So you cannot you cannot apply to play, you cannot apply to a try. You simply can apply when you are alone on your team. So you need to have X amount of matches. You need to have X amount of teammates, yeah. and we need to see a certain pattern in terms of how that that is distributed. How the data is distributed. So we are machine learning detecting that. So when there start to be patterns that is within like the uh, the outer regions of what is uh, regular, then we start to um, to pay extra attention if there's something, then an, an, uh, some alerts pops up. Also, players can can uh, alert if there's something irregular happening. Let's say an opponent sees something on, a, on an opponent's team. Then if you continue through that, um, we have, we, I'm sure we go, maybe going to get to Tonsha United later on, but in yeah. terms of Tonsha United, and then these, whenever we select players to play in real life, we also have had some manual steps on it. So just to guarantee, especially in the phases of building something so we can actually start to work with, you know, what is the percentage of trust that we can have at the very end of a selection. All the the journey through that is that we don't have any manually. So we've actually been just simply calling the coaches. So we've been calling the coaches and saying, could you just explain this player's performance throughout the season and give me some numbers? and then we see how that correlate and so far we haven't had a single incident oh, wow. of, um, of of cheat when we get to that stage so i would say that right now just to summarize we've had seven years of learnings in terms of what it makes uh, a trustworthy uh, um, um, platform product but what i can say in terms of like those countries that we're in right now now you said some culture but there's also just the um the status of the infrastructure in a specific country so there's definitely yeah. some uh, african countries that don't have the same structure as we have in denmark so just to, just to yeah. quickly touch on that we see three different data models that we sort of built tons on top of a centralized data model which is a pyramid structure sorry if it's a bit technical but here in denmark everything is played under the federation then you have yeah. country yeah. like yeah. england the us you have scattered so you have multiple different small associations, private leagues. Now we figure out how to also organize that in the, in the app. That works too. Mm. The third part is when you don't have data available. You don't have those sources. So we even seen some countries where, you know, you find the results in a newspaper and it's fairly difficult for us to build a technical integration <laughs> with. So in that is, yeah. That is that, yeah, that's the third model is still what we're trying to, to, that we haven't really worked on yet, but that's definitely some African countries I imagine that we, um, that we need to, to adapt that model to.
2: Tell me, can yeah. I quickly ask uh, that the age, uh, age categories, uh, what is the, the youngest a player can sign up to the app and what is the oldest? Um, because here in, 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 in Africa, South Africa specifically, uh, players are getting signed at a very late age. And I think, Claudia, you can attest to that. I mean, the average yep. age of um, a player becoming a professional is between 24 and 26, um, yeah. which is considered
0: yeah. I mean, Peter, in South Africa and Africa, 22 year old is still considered a, a youth product. Um, whereas in Europe, we know if you're not making it knocking on the door by the age of 17, 18, you know, it's it's going to be difficult for you. So yeah, Nick, you can keep asking that.
2: Yeah. So I, I don't know what what is what is your uh, what, what are your um, sort of parameters in that sense.
1: Um, so there is no uh, upper upper level. Uh, so when we say about it, it's we focus on 13 to 19, but there is no limit. It's just because of like just what you just said, clarity. It's just more what we've been used to in the, those con- ten countries where we live. There is no. You can use uh senior players uh, as well. So we actually also um, uh, have le- senior leagues in the in the in the app as well. Uh, 13 uh, is the youngest, um, and mm-hmm. so it's under 13, and that's just actually to um to correlate with all the other what let's say the, the the terms and regulations that we are that we see so how we actually um don't go below 13. uh we we see a lot of demand for also players below 13 but we haven't um sort of addressed that yet uh um, sure, sure. but it's, it's something we, we 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 would like to but we are really careful with that because we're talking about uh, really young kids yeah
3: but uh, yes. i think if you, if you but like talking i um, just that you mentioned that now um I guess then it's also. I mean, transfer could be. I mean, the way the way you guys design it. I mean, in, in terms of it uh, having like the team of the. World, it does work he... also on a so, on a social aspect, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. Um, just for guys, who have a let's say like I know like let's say for those guys in in South um, Africa. In our in here, in South Africa, we've got the promo league. You know, the promotion league. I'm not too sure if it's still it's still around. Um, but that's So, the, that's like so just, just to
0: give, hold on, Wonga, just to give some clarity. Yeah. So the promotion league is a league just below, it's, it's an amateur league just below the third division of South African football. So it's an amateur league for guys that are still aspiring, knocking on the door. Yeah, Wonga.
3: Yeah. But then I'm, I know some guys are just playing there just for the fun of it, you know. And I know the way it's structured, it could, let's say, it could actually be uh, run on an app like Tonsa. That could. I mean, yeah. people could be still playing around and saying, hey, look, I'm I may play the week. Bragging rights. Without really having, you know, yeah, bragging rights, without really having that aspiration of becoming a footballer, it still uh, creates a lot of interest. I mean, you're still playing the game. It's yeah. actually quite a nice thing. I see that.
2: Sorry, Peter, just based on, uh, so is your data solely driven from matches played? Um, do you take training into account at all? Uh, is there any contribution from players from training sessions? Uh, and or coaches
1: not yet uh it's something that we are working on and constantly is looking at so how we can actually build a a useful utility that allows players to to actually be motivated by using such a product um and so far we've actually we haven't really decided uh, on 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 what exactly that should be because we're um, it, it's it's not necessarily clear what should be most exciting on a, on a player side. We do see the potential, but so far we we've, we've kept the two two matches.
3: And then uh, sorry, one more question as well for me. Uh, yeah, okay, might Actually, be the last one. But the the, you know, the the player profile does it also now? I know. So you got the whole team and it shows the guy playing. But does, is the player also now himself able to um, expand on his profile? Like put his videos, maybe put things that he's done. Maybe the best goal is scored. Is the player able to do something like that to some extent?
1: Yeah. Um in that way it works exactly like an Instagram or LinkedIn. Uh, you're yourself, oh. you're just in and in in, in 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 So you're just part of the team. But you are, you know, you use it as your own profile and then you're part of the team. And if you're selected for the team, then you're uh, p- part of that sort of funnel. If you're injured, then you're not. Uh, then you can contribute in a different way. And, you know, if you're off-season, then there's an, another functionality of the app. So, you know, what we're trying to build is the ultimate player utility. Um, mm-hmm. And and that is also um, for you to build your own profile and digital password, uh, as I mentioned uh, earlier.
0: Yeah. So, so one thing I want to touch on, and obviously you guys have launched it last week, Tonson United, a global football club. And one of the other interesting thing is you guys have an advisor in the shape and form of Dan Porter from Overtime. We've seen what Overtime are doing from Mm -hmm. this sort of digital content creation thing. As you can see, what lines are trying to do, we're doing streaming, we're doing a whole bunch of things. So how does this tie in with your Tonsor United, getting your Gen Z on board, guys that are already sort of longest touched on it from the social aspect. You know, you, you're already merging these things together. What are the next steps? What is Tonsor United? Sorry, I'm just getting so passionate about all of it. I'm asking too many questions, <laughs> but that's, that's the truth. I mean, where, where to now? Firstly, Tonsor United, and then where to?
1: Yeah, thanks. Uh, we are really, really excited about sharing the news about Tonsor United. Um, so the idea started in, in 2018. Um, You couldn't say it it sort of started from a bit of frustration because we kept uh, trying to explain to clubs that there are so many players out there that are going going under the radar and the power of Tonsa really allows them to to connect with them, find them remotely. You can optimize everything that you do um, and we need to create a lot of opportunities for these players, Uh, but we felt they weren't really listening. Um, So we had to demonstrate the power. Uh, she always should. You should stop talking about it and just uh, do it and demonstrate and prove it. So, mm-hmm. in two thousand eighteen, we created the first teams, Manchester United teams, uh, and what it really is is um, it's uh, an opportunity in the app where players can apply to play for Manchester United, similar to if it's just a trial. Then you apply to play for Manchester United, and of, of the, the only credential you have to have, so the only is that you cannot be under contract. You ha- cannot be part of an academy. So it's for all those players that are outside the system. And Mm -hmm. then based on the performances on the app, uh, we select a team, a team that have never met each other before. And then we play these these teams of unsigned players against some of the best teams in the world. And in 2018 and 2019, Tons United teams in new teams each time and across different age groups. So it's a parallel team uh, to your existing club that they have played against PSG, Juventus, Fulham. Uh, they have played in France, Denmark and England. And it's been quite uh, uh, an amazing experience so far. And that's why we're really excited to announce it as a club. Uh, the team, uh, just to name some of the results, uh, in TNVC Cup in 2019, played 1-1 against PSG. They lost narrowly YouTube. 1-0 to Juventus. These are the best teams. It's they met Mati Cup, uh, another team of players from South France, made it all the way to the final. They beat uh, Fulham on penalties in the semi final. They then lost 3 2 in the final to Lyon, who is by many regarded as probably the best academy in Europe, but at least in the top three. And mm-hmm. so they almost uh, played, uh, and they actually in the group stage, they actually uh, played 0 0 against Lyon and then they met against in the final. Uh, in Denmark, uh, a team of unsigned players uh, played in a Danish t- tournament, had a goal score of three, 23 to 5 and didn't lose a single match, won every single match. Um, okay. In England, uh, we played in uh, just a one some one-off <laughs> matches. One of the players had just recently been released from Arsenal Academy. Six months later, after playing for Tonser United, he was signed by Brentford and debuted in the FA Cup. So Jeez. what we really have cre- seen with Tonser United is... <laughs> Thanks, and what we have seen with Tanger United is just it's it's an alternative path. That's what it really Please. is an alt- alternative path to players that have been released, have injuries, lost motivation, never had mm-hmm. access to the opportunities, to both gain an experience that is like game changing for you. It's a, an amazing experience to be part of, and then also life changing. It can be uh, in terms of the more aspirational side. And in two thousand nineteen. Um, of the players playing for Tons United have since been on a trial and and, or been signed by clubs like Monaco, Verona, Brentford, as I mentioned before. Uh, And just to show a little bit about the demand and why we're now creating it, the next step and as a club is we had more than 500,000 players apply in 2019 to play for Tons United, but Mm. we were only able to supply 700 opportunities so we're just seeing this huge demand and it just tells a little bit the story. Yeah, sorry.
0: No, no problem, man. I'm curious from, so we, we're taking these players. One of the criteria is you're an unsigned player. You've got these success stories that you've mentioned. How does Ben work with players once they've, there's a club that's interested in them. You've mentioned Monaco, Brentford. How does Tonsa assist in that process? Because, you know, traditionally you've got an agent that will handle it contractually. Maybe, maybe not. They would advise the parents on what to do. What is the responsibility from from tonsa's side and do you guys take a percentage when facilitating these this this deal or this process
1: yeah thanks uh, so far we have we have been there to provide the opportunity the exposure and then we do nothing else other than stay really good friends with the players try to to help them but we have had no uh part of their you know if they sign a contract if they sign an agent that's not uh we try to help them in the best way possible however that is also why we're creating a sort of club right now, because mm-hmm. we have received so ma- ma- many questions and requests from parents and players to help. Uh, how can they not only be part of Sancho United, but how can Sancho United also help them afterwards? It's a really mm-hmm. complex and non-transparent world to be part of when you're getting yeah. approached by an agent, or uh, how in the world should a parent know what is a good deal a bad deal, if this person is mm-hmm. a good person or a bad person. How is that possible to know? So what we're trying to do now with creating country united, as we call that, twenty first century club, so a club without facilities, without staff, yeah. without all of that, but you know, opportunities and you know, yeah, uh, but it's strong in community, that- man. It's so strong. Yeah.
0: In sorry, I, mean, it's just, I, I find it so bizarre. it's so incredible for that fact. I know I'm, I'm jumping in here, but it's exactly, you don't have any of these things, but what you do is you have strength in numbers and strength in guys that don't know each other from above soap but can pick up their app and then all of a sudden communicate yeah. with each other. Yeah, sorry.
1: Go continue, Peter. Sorry. No, please. Uh, yeah, thanks a lot. I uh, appreciate it. And I'm just happy that, you know, you can relate to some of these challenges, yeah. it seems, and mm-hmm. like you're also passionate about this because what we believe is you know, there's it's really there's so many underrated, underserved players, uh, mm-hmm. and you know, in in uh, in many parts of the world, is also a, a, a football is also a pay-to-play game. It costs a, to- a fortune uh, yeah. for parents, and you know that access to take the next step, uh, the gear, the travel. Uh, there's so many obstacles. So how can we actually try to to limit that whole uh, playing field? Uh, sort of level level that playing field. It's really what it's all about, and just help these. Um, what we call underdogs to gain opportunities they otherwise never would have access to, and that's also like the experience that's really fun to you know hear the, the player's reaction to it because they they connect what you said before, Cloudy with the community. These are like-minded. These are like me. I've always been an underdog. Like I need this opportunity, and like everybody else on the guys, we're going to work harder for it because we earned it and uh, in our own way. Uh, and yeah, that's why some of them call it like the national team of underdogs and I I just <laughs> like love love that expression. I
3: think, yeah, yeah for me, yeah, you know, it's it's it's, it's you know, um I'm i even I spoke to Cloud about this and then he mentioned Tonsa. Um uh and, and now I see you see what what it's doing. It's 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 actually incredible because I always felt um that what was missing um is that players would um you'd hear a coach say, um you need to you know you ne- you must play well because you never know who's watching, and you know there are always people who take a hit um i, n- I don't know if you guys know the hell Mary but the hit and the hit and hope in soccer yes. you know yeah, yeah. but now yeah. With, with, uh, with with Tonsa, it's it's literally you don't have to rely on anyone I just get the app huh? um I get the app, I follow other guys, I can see other guys are performing, I know my performance is literally. Uh, it will be seen, you know, because the, the numbers won't lie. It will push me up if my numbers are, are doing well. And then I can yeah. also maybe go talk to other guys that are doing well. Um, you know, it's, actually, it's actually it's actually crazy what, what you guys are yeah. doing. Yeah, I mean, um, it's exactly to the point, Wonga,
0: the proof's in the pudding. I remember training yeah. time and time again, guys going, <laughs> you need to go, you never know who's watching and you give it your all and you have, you look in the stands and there's no one watching. There's no one watching. There's no If it's filmed, you know, at least someone can watch. Um, yeah, I just wanted no, to ask you, Peter, another question from my side is, Tonsa being opened up to Africa, South Africa in particular, you have mentioned the significance of obviously dealing with federations and clubs and all the rest of it. Moving into a third world country and where we know we've got cultural issues, we know we've got tech issues. A lot of us, I uh, think still 60% of us are using smartphones. I know it's, it's grown over the last three years, but when you've got an app that's primarily you know, based on a smartphone feature, what is your approach and your strategy moving into these sort of areas?
1: Yeah. If uh, that is part and, of the plan, uh, of course. And I, and I mean it in a way that why I said that is like it's like um, it's, it's really on, on our mind a lot uh, how we do that best. Um, And it's it's complicated. Uh, it definitely is. So back to that model that I explained before, like when we talk about South Africa, in so, to some extent, we talk about like the, the last piece here in terms of, of the data infrastructure, Um, and you, of course, know way better than me. So I think the first step, if we start there, it is, okay, we have built something now that, you know, a model and a platform that is applicable to to most countries on a behavioral level. Okay, so it's a technical level that we need to solve, which is great, uh, at least. So that is something where we believe that we need to work also, hopefully, with the, like, the Federation session that should be for, we are working with the danish federation right now but actually we are not we our door is and phone is always open for doing collaboration with federations so we hope it's something that we will get more of like that we actually get uh, federations to come to us to to help um but yeah, I think that that is the, 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 I think the shortest answer that I can give that we need to understand what exactly is the status in the market and how exactly, I don't know, you know, how is it the Cape Time town compared to Jburg and you know, other places, yeah. I, I yeah. personally don't know. Mm-hmm. So we will need to know yeah. all of that before we can say this is the solution. Um, so I know it's a little mm-hmm. bit vague, but I would just say that our passion is to, you know, everything in the DNA of Tonsa is of course, to come and help and, and solve some of these challenges. That's That's clear.
0: That was, uh, Peter, that was a great product sort of development answer, you know, do the research, understand the problem and then find the solution and then uh, find the right approach. Um, what I wanted to ask you was you mentioned the federations and needing assistance from them in this sort of scenario. If you had to come knocking on doors, have, have there has there been a resistance from federations in terms of them trying to help you?
1: (laughs) I don't don't want to hide that. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No, no need to hide that, for sure. No, that's, that's definitely been a resistance. Uh, we have, uh, without uh, like, like generalizing, it's definitely not uh, like the, the general uh, experience. But yes, we've had some, some um, resistance. Uh, uh, like, uh, football is, uh, can be a hostile industry because there's a lot of mm-hmm. productivity, uh, sorry, like protectiveness. People are, can be quite protective, especially on the political side and also on the federation yeah. side. In terms of we want to do everything on our own, we want to do this, and it's uh, yeah. a little bit of fear of like what is new. Um, so I'm not saying this to to point fingers or anything. This is just probably yeah. a little bit in the DNA of football, uh, of how it's structured. So I think we, we need to be uh, open-minded in terms of helping all uh, the bigger federations of working oh. together. But I still think there's uh, some, some way to go. Cool.
0: Um, gents, I, I know Peter needs to wrap up soon, but I just wanted to say... You're, firstly, we're going to end off with something funny, but I don't know if you've got time for this question. Someone's asked it and saying, what are your deepest, uh, deepest and darkest moments and what advice would you have for a new entrance in the space? Because, I mean, let's be honest, the startup right now, you know, you know, position where guys are looking at you, going entrepreneur, you know, this is a sexy sort of position, but there's a lot of hard work and graft. So what were these sort of moments that you've experienced, the toughest moment?
1: Oh, how long do you have for, for the dark? <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, it's 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 a, it, I, I think it's it's probably in the answer of when it's not been built before uh then it's not because and then you see there's a demand then you should probably say ah okay it's because it's extremely complicated and building sensor is extremely complicated uh so yeah, yeah i and uh, now I'm getting a piece of cake here. Thanks. Uh, Yay! Celebration!
0: <laughs> yeah. Getting a cake.
1: That was sent from us. We spoke to your your
0: in-laws Thanks. and they've they've done something. Yeah. Thank
1: you very much. <laughs> that's it. I'm in my I'm in my in-laws um yeah. home office here with the fax machine and everything. So you know, beautiful. Now so I got some black coffee and and cake. So it could be better. And mm. no, so you know, I I think it's just you know when it hasn't been done done before, that says a lot about like how how complicated it is. And mm. I would say. We, you know just going through covid like that was just so yeah. so tough and so difficult and for everybody it's... in football for us um an average two months of the out of 12, the past 12 months have been actively been playing football and youth football across the countries that we live in it's has been led to a lot of despair um internally and like also when we are supposed to be yeah. the one always uh you know helping but just seeing of course players not being able to play what should we do and, I think that has been really, really, a, you know, a difficult time. But mm-hmm. just to say that it's also where you sort of uncover the most important mm-hmm. things, and that's where we we made the decision around building Tons United as a club because we believe that's where we can make the most impact. Not necessarily how many players that use the app, uh, how how often they use it, but how many do we? Act, how many opportunities can we actually create, uh, and how much impact can we actually make on 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 players lives that really need us and that's the shift that we made and sometimes the darkest moments can actually allow you to to see the clearest and I actually think that this has been the case uh, under COVID.
2: I think just a question from my side you know obviously we're trying to give kids an opportunity that's ideally what your sort of focus is but I mean Majority of the players aren't going to make it. I think that's the reality, and I'm sure you you understand that um, wholeheartedly. But, you know, from what I'm understanding is you created an experience for a player, even though he might not make it or mm. she might not make it. So um, how do you foresee a player's journey from the age of 13 to 19, but they actually won't end up making it? Um, do you try and uh, package that in a way that Tonsa creates... As much of a platform for them to try their very best but in the reality you know i don't know what the percentages are one percent of your actual users will end up actually making it
1: yeah it's a like fundamentally important question in sports because you know in my opinion like if sports and football is an education it is that you you know learn a lot about yourself. You that you don't get the you know the adversity that you uh, that you know will bring you down, but you learn to deal with adversity. And mm-hmm. in my opinion, like uh, like uh, if you're familiar with Right to Dream, that is the academy that's yeah. built in Ghana, and now and like also building in Egypt, in they Egypt, are building yeah. a split. Like if you don't make it the aspirational way, you will get educational opportunities. And I think yeah. it's really important that that like Tottenham is not about everybody going pro. It's about you not mm-hmm. feeling that you don't have the tools that you need to unlock your dreams. And we're yes. trying to, you know, to build better conditions for that. But mm-hmm. I think a lot of it is also just having, you know creating motivation, increasing participation in sports, making more fun to play. And then, mm-hmm. you know, who knows? I think too many in football believe that it's a good thing that we scout at six, seven years, nine, uh, eight, nine uh, age, which is, you know, yeah. uh, not a lot of people at clubs, believe it's a good idea, some clubs, but you, you know, create this tunnel vision. So, you know, mm-hmm. if a six year old, seven year olds are almost in this, um, you know, professional incubation since they're six, seven, you know, when they are seven or eighteen, nineteen, 19, they lose interest. Uh, right. it, it, yeah. I think so, especially in the next gen, uh, they can stay in that focus for, 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 for that long. So I think we need to, to, to know, open up and like be much more, uh, generic in terms of how we develop athletes. Uh, and then build better conditions for them. Then uh, it's not to, you know, to have everybody go pro, but, you know, see football as a great experience and something that helps you develop as a person. Yeah. 100%. Peter, just
0: about the age sort of thing, you guys speak about the relative age effect. And the first time I heard this theory was in Malcolm Gladwell's Outliers. And then I started thinking back about all the players that I've played pro with. And I, most of them I'm still or not pro with, my, but the guys that are playing pro, sorry. And those guys all in the same birthday range like between february for january to march and moss is one of them he's january i'm february and a couple of other guys so in terms of addressing that sort of issue from a dancer perspective i know that's something you guys are trying to to pretty much eradicate so how are you going about doing that
1: yeah it's a it's, it's an important part of, of, of important challenge that isn't that is not new but in football and in sports that um, you know, physical superiority is often um, selected over other parts of a player's abilities uh, in their younger years because you you simply win games with bigger players often. So, you know, they get more minutes on the playing field. So what we're trying to do with Tonser United is, of course, you know, not look at that at all. But any, anybody can apply to play for Tonser United. And we're not going to prefer a player born in February or one in December. But you have Although they are better in theory, I'm just saying. I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we have seen that problem, and maybe you saw that uh, analysis that we recently published where, like, uh, according to our numbers on, on the app, which is uh, over the last six, seven years, that players playing on the, the highest level across the 10 country, countries that we're in, twice as many of those are born in January compared to December. So it is a, yeah. and it is a waterfall. It simply just drops down every month, uh, down to... to um, to, to the last one, and in my opinion, Claudio, is because there's no alternative, so academies they they probably choose that they often prioritize that and and well I, I'm not here to judge anything. I'm just saying okay, if that's the case, how can we then also make a parallel a parallel opportunities that just you know a, you know equals that out because yeah. um, you also see that uh, adversity if you don't play, if you overcome that, it often is a reward in the long run because you you build up a, a, a stronger mentality. Yeah. Sorry, I, I. Sorry, I also have to leave. Um, I'm really sorry. No I was like, No I'm problem. Four to leave, uh, late for <laughs> thank us. you so much. Thank you so
0: much. Um, yeah, we, we apologize for going over time. There, I just want to say, Jack Nicholas, um, Peter, have you heard of him? Jack Nicholas. Yeah. Jake Nicholas. Yeah, the golfer. Yeah, the golfer. No, 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 no. There's a player. There's a player using your app called Jake Nicholas, and ah, he was okay. the one. Okay. He was the one who who did a, a sort of thing where you know Stephen Gerrard goes in the tunnel and he gives the Chelsea oh, yeah, the hand. Yes. So yep. that player, just so you know, he's using your app. Anyway, thank you so much for your time. <laughs> Gentlemen, final thoughts. You can say your goodbyes. We appreciate no, it. No, thanks, no, thanks. A lot.
2: thanks a lot, Peter. All the best. And uh, we'll be following you. And hopefully, you'll be in South Africa soon.
1: Yeah. Very soon.
3: Yeah, yeah I appreciate
1: it. Thanks <laughs> so thanks expensive. for having us. And I just want to mention one thing here. That as part of launching uh, the um, the club, we also... Creating a crowdfunding campaign. So, if there's yeah. anybody out there who have a like, would like to co-create Tanser United with us, want to have a co-ownership, and also help bring us to to South Africa or other countries, this is the opportunity. With as little as 15 euro, you can actually become a shareholder, and that's like the reason yeah. why we're doing it is to create inclusion, but also actually, so we get ambassadors that can help us launch in their home countries. So, really, mm-hmm. you know. It, Drop into um, to Crowdcube and find the the Tansa um, crowdfunding campaign and, and join in if you're interested.
0: 100%. Yeah, and you guys can you guys can drop us messages as well. And we'll point you. We'll be happy to point you in the right direction. So yeah, thank you very much, Peter. Appreciate Have it. A fantastic. Day. Thank
3: you. Cheers, See you guys. Enjoy the sure, cake.
0: Bye. Enjoy the cake. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having me. Cool. Cheers, cheers, cheers.
2: Cheers.
0: Yeah, gents, to wrap up, final thoughts about the app and what it can do.
2: I thought it was incredible, man. I think I'm just thinking from a South African perspective, um, you know, generally when we speak about South African football, the, the sort of, you know, it's always sort of negative. Um, you know, I'm thinking, Mm. well, our federation, you know, South Africa has its own issues to deal with. You know, they would look at a tonsa and probably say no. Um, but I feel like we should flip it on its head and see how we could possibly get this involved. Um, you know, maybe identifying certain LFAs uh, where in actual fact, all LFAs are run independently under the mm-hmm. mother body of Safa and Safa don't really know what's going on. So I don't think we should think negatively in this sense. I mean, I'm thinking of the the, the GDL, the Gauteng Development League, where there's 16 teams, you know, you could maybe start there where boys haven't really made it yet uh, and you start with them all downloading the app. They've all got smartphones, and and you gather the data and you see how it goes. But it is very exciting to see how you know it's worked already and it's only been seven years. It's incredible to see how far they've come in seven years. But it would be a, a great sort of um innovative change if we could get it involved in a, in our South African game, especially in our youth youth structures. Yeah, definitely. Wonga?
3: Yeah, no, I look I think I think yeah, Nick says the point, and I think uh Especially when you said about the, the negativity in football, I mean, I remember when I when I first got to talks. I mean, many of the conversations I had with the people that were like obviously a year or two left there, um, they were very negative. Telling you'd you'd hear things about how they didn't make it and how this guy was playing. The guy they used to play with was also there. You know, there was people who didn't make it somehow feel um, that they never had. Um, In fact, they weren't given the best opportunity, you know. And I think something with Tonsa, I think someone like what Nick was asking, people don't make it. I think one of the things people can't say is that they didn't have the opportunity, not with this app, um, if you got it around. You know, if you you put in the work and you put put it on there, um, someone will see, you know, and that's the nice thing. And you can literally show it to anyone. You don't limit yourself to 10 clubs in your country. You can show it to anyone around the world, get in a a scholarship and all that. So I think, yes, it's, it's... it's interesting to hear something like this. It's the things you could do um just as a soccer player. Yeah, it's, uh, it's
2: But amazing. we can we can get involved, Claudia. The crowdfunding option is there. So let's see Go launch TV. Maybe we yes. uh... But we must be careful. We mustn't give ideas to you. We spoke to Prince. He gave that whole idea there about the network to Software And then they took the proposal and just sat there. We need to be a little bit more strategic. I'm glad (laughs) you realized
0: that. I'm glad you realized that on the live stream. Hold on, Nick. (laughs) Anyway, gentlemen, yeah. Um, just to to wrap off and round off uh yeah i don't i'm gonna answer this question from matthew Waits. he's saying is it too late for me to make it pro i don't think so i keep having this conversation with christy mm-hmm. i have a run out and indoor and i go mm, I, i've still got it my legs are still good by the way i reckon if i have to do like a scientific check my but my actual body age is like 22 so i think i'm good
2: oh, i think man, i'm good, you're so,
0: you're <laughs> so good vitality points boy. vitality points i got african <laughs> football age on my side right guys Tonsa, I think it's a great tool to watch. I've been following and tracking it for two and a half years, so if you do not know it yet, check them out. They've got some awesome cases that have come through the app, guys like Haaland, Fufana, to name a few. And, yeah, it's there for you to read up. Also, how they, one of their first, first actual success stories was a player who came from a wealthy background. He wanted to play football, but the family didn't really appreciate football, And from my understanding. And um, mm. so he went down the modeling route because he was quite a pretty boy. And eventually, Tonsa, had launched, and he decided to give Tonso a go, and he was the first player to sign a professional contract in the Super League in Denmark, and that was their their success story. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. So, keep an eye out for it. Nick, Wonga, gentlemen, thank you very much for joining me. Be real, guys. uh, Thanks
2: for having us.
0: Also, in case you guys missed it, Peter was a new... or is... I don't know he says was because he's not going to train his son, but he's a Newcastle fan, so it's the first time ever Goal Lounge TV has had not one, but two Newcastle fans two. on the show. Yeah, yeah. that's
2: it. Drop, drop, Mike.
0: Boom. Drop, Mike. <laughs> Everyone. We, oh, and on on this note, we will not be having a show this evening because we've had the show today. So please join us next week Tuesday or the following Tuesday for the cool down. Wonga, Nick, final thoughts before we duck.
3: Well, wow. I think Musa's happy about that one because uh gave <laughs> <laughs> we him a good one yesterday. He was loud
0: on Tuesday. He was so loud on yeah. Tuesday.
3: Yeah, a bit Jeez. of a humbling day. Yeah, yeah, we ah, did, well done, we did a double well on them this year, so yeah, that's good for us. <laughs> so if they win <laughs> the Champions
2: we, League, you can essentially say that you're the best in Europe.
3: If you the Champions League, does that open a, another spot for people in the because uh, they will be top no, no, three, no. top four? No, you does don't. That mean,
0: that's one guy, I don't think that's how it works. You beat someone yeah. in the top four spot, you qualify for Europe. I don't think. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying with, like Liverpool behind them. Now, does,
3: yeah, do they still keep the spots the same. Or what they only allowed
2: seven. You're only allowed five people in the champions. Five teams. You can have up to six teams, but you're only allowed seven in Europe in total from one nation. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Um, okay. So they won't. It won't go down to number eight. So unfortunately, sorry, man. Yeah.
0: All right. So that's Not bad news for Wonga because... Everyone else, because... thank you for joining. <laughs> for those those who are on the show, thank you for joining us. We appreciate the comments. Thanks for dropping by. Nick, Wanga, enjoy the football this weekend and I'll see you gentlemen on Tuesday.
2: Peace.
3: Cheers.